What's up, everybody? It's me, your boy, Ruby Rube, coming at you from the Gathering Strength Podcast, the podcast where we explore ways to build resilience and overcome life's challenges. In this episode today, I'm going to be diving into the gripping topic of stress and its insidious effects on our physical and mental well-being. You already know I want you to have the buff body, the buff mind, the buff spirit, and the buff bank. Yeah, that's right. I want you to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger via 1974 as he was dominating the bodybuilding championship. Life, man, it is heavy and we're not always going to have a spot. Have you ever felt like stress? It is comparable to a silent killer stealthily wreaking havoc on our life without us even realizing it. Do you find yourself tangled in the web of negative thoughts, anxieties, and overwhelming emotions, wondering how to break free? Well, good for you. You're in the right place. Welcome to my podcast, The Gathering Strength Podcast. We're going to get in our reps today. Once again, my name is Ruby Ruby, and I'm going to be your gym partner today. Oh yeah, you need a spot? It's all good because I'm going to help you uncover five powerful tips to reduce stress and it's going to allow you to arm yourself with the tools to conquer this relentless foe. From mindfulness and meditation, techniques to the invigorating benefits of physical activity, I'm going to show you how these practices can transform your perspective and empower you to handle stress like a freaking pro. At the end of listening to this podcast with a little bit of you doing your due diligence, you're going to be imperturbable, aka unfuckwittable. That was one of my words of the days in a past podcast episode, imperturbable, unable to be perturbed. So if you're ready, I'm going to say, let's go. Get ready to gather your strength and embrace a life free from stress's relentless grip. Join me on this enlightening episode. Let's journey together towards a more resilient, stress-free life one step at a time. Welcome to The Gathering Strength where empowerment and growth, they await you. Now let's dig into the nitty-gritty. Stress, that silent killer. It is often referred to as a silent killer because it can have severe and long-term impacts on both our physical and mental health. Yet its effects can go unnoticed until significant damage is done. Now here's how stress can be detrimental to our overall well-being. Number one is going to be physiological impact. When we experience stress, our bodies release stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline. And this triggers the fight or flight response. In small, acute doses, this response can be helpful in facing immediate threats. However, chronic stress keeps these hormones elevated over prolonged periods, leading to various physiological changes. These changes can include increased heart rate, elevated blood pressure, weakened immune system, and altered metabolism. And all of this can contribute to the de development of various health conditions. What's that question over there in the back? Yeah, I see you raising your hand. Does stress impact testosterone levels? Hey, great question. Yes, stress can impact 
your testosterone levels in both men and women. What is testosterone? Hey, testosterone is a hormone primarily associated with male reproductive health, but it is present in smaller amounts in women and plays various roles in their bodies as well. Now, testosterone is also responsible for the Adam's apple in males. So if you find yourself a little bit too buzzed in a Mexican nightclub and the woman that you are interested in has a kind of a big Adam's apple, well, you might need to go into a more lit area and give that a look-see. Give it a look over before you get into too deep of water. Now, when we experience stress, our bodies activate that fight-or-flight response, triggering the release of stress hormones, like I already mentioned, cortisol and adrenaline. And elevated cortisol levels can have a direct impact on the endocrine system, affecting the production and regulation of hormones, including testosterone. In men, chronic stress and consistently elevated cortisol levels can lead to a decrease in testosterone production. Research suggests that long-term stress can disrupt the hormonal balance, leading to a decline in testosterone levels. This hormonal imbalance may contribute to various health issues, including decreased libido, reduced muscle mass, and increased fat accumulation. In other words, if you're all stressed out, it's going to affect your boner. And you don't want that, and neither does your wife. And you know, that's one of the reasons why I am creating this podcast episode because, man, I want to see you happy. I want to see you walk around with some pep in your step. I want to see you with a nice haircut, less belly fat, and (laughs) the ability to get a rock-hard boner whenever you want to. So, hey, you don't need to thank me. You're welcome. Now, for you ladies out there, hey, you're not getting off scot-free because stress is going to be kicking your ass just as well. Now, in women, stress can also affect testosterone levels. Although the impact may be less pronounced than in men, stress-induced hormonal imbalances can lead to irregular menstrual cycles and other reproductive health issues. In extreme cases, chronic stress can lead to conditions like polycystic ovary syndrome, which is linked to elevated testosterone levels in women. The laundry list of negative effects that stress has on your life, aka the silent killer, is that it messes with your cardiovascular systems. Chronic stress can have a damaging impact on the cardiovascular system. Elevated blood pressure and increased heart rate over time can strain the heart and blood vessels, increasing the risk of heart disease, heart attacks, and strokes. You know, there's some guys out there who work themselves to, literally to death. They don't have time for exercise, proper nutrition, adequate rest, and they spend their whole lives working. And then they spend their whole lives saving their money and accumulating and generating wealth. And then they have a heart attack and they die. And then, hey, guess what? You know, uh, the wife inherits the money. And then inevitably, you know, the wife is going to get over you. It ha- it's like that for everyone. You think that you know your significant other is going to remain true and unmarried forever? Nah. On the contrary. Everyone is going to get over it. And next thing you know, there's going to be some guy dicking down your wife in your house and in your bed 
So hey, you might want to reprioritize your life so that you're not working so hard, you're not taking on any unnecessary stresses because that's the last thing you want is to work so hard, neglect your health, die, and leave a big-ass house for some other dude to just swoop in and, you know, take over your place. Stress also weakens your immune system. Prolonged stress can suppress the immune system, making us more susceptible to infections, illnesses, and even chronic conditions such as autoimmune disorders. It also affects our mental health. Stress can also take a toll on our mental well-being, leading to anxiety, depression, and other mental health disorders. The The constant strain of stress can negatively affect our mood, cognitive abilities, and decision-making skills. So there you are with your belly fat, your limp wiener, and now you are suffering from anxiety, depression, and man, aren't you just the life of the party? Everyone's calling you to hang out. Man, digestive problems. Hey, now you might need to invest in some Pepto-Bismol because chronic stress can disrupt the digestive system, leading to issues like irritable bowel syndrome, acid reflux, and ulcers. Aye, aye, aye. Hey, there you are with your belly fat, your, your limp wiener, your bad mood, and now you have the inclination and higher likelihood of shitting your pants. Let's get it in, in, in check, people. It gets worse. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. This might be, you know, nothing new to you. You might be the person who I'm talking to and you're like, yep, I agree with all this because these are all of my side effects. Ah, <sighs> I'm going to say a little prayer not only for you, but hey, for myself. I need to learn how to cope with stress better than I currently do. Now, sleep disturbances. Stress can also interfere with our sleep patterns, leading to insomnia, poor sleep quality. Now, sleep is essential for the body to recover and regenerate, and chronic sleep disturbances can exacerbate the negative impacts of stress on our health. Unhealthy coping mechanisms is also going to be a deleterious outcome of the silent killer, aka stress. Now, unhealthy coping mechanisms. When faced with stress, some individuals turn to unhealthy coping mechanisms such as smoking, excessive alcohol consumption, overeating, or drug use, which can further damage the physical and mental health. Hey, did you hear that? I hear the sound of a toilet bowl being flushed, and there goes everything. Our mental, our physical our spiritual, our boner, everything is going to start going down the drain. And now because we're all stressed out, hey, bet your bottom dollar that it is going to have a negative impact on our relationships. Chronic stress can lead to irritability, emotional distancing, decreased empathy, it it strains relationships with your family, friends, and colleagues. And because you're chronically stressed out, plan on having a reduced quality of life. Stress can impair overall well-being and lead to a decreased quality of life. 
it can make it challenging to enjoy activities and can diminish overall life satisfaction. It's essential to recognize the signs of stress and take steps to manage it effectively. Regular exercise, mindfulness practices, proper sleep, a balanced diet, and seeking support from friends, family, or mental health professionals are some effective ways to cope with stress and prevent its negative consequences on our health. By addressing stress proactively, we can improve our overall health and reduce the risk of stress-related health issues, making it less of a silent killer. Two little tips that your boy Ruby Rube wants to impart on you. This is something that I do for my daily practice is stretch. The first thing that you do when you wake up, you stretch your body. There's something about activating your muscles and your mind and waking yourself up completely. That is going to point you in, in the direction. Like literally the first thing that you're doing is waking yourself up. Now you can take on the day. I'm going to assume that you have a job, responsibilities, duties, big duties. And trust me, if you're not stretching, you're leaving money on the table. Start stretching. And when you're stretching, you know, take inventory of your breath. Like have a interconnectedness with your mind and your muscles and wake them up. Uh, it, it, that is a great opportunity to practice gratitude, you know, say some thanks to, you know, whoever is your higher, higher calling the universe. Hey, appreciate every little thing that you have. If you have, you know, both feet, like, hey, you know, talk to your feet. If you have both your hands, hey, let, let your hands know that, hey, they're, you're going to be putting them to work today. Your muscles, well... Your muscles, they were made for lifting. Your muscles weren't made to just sit on a couch or in front of a computer screen for hours on end. At the end of your workday, it don't matter if you already have a laborious job, go to the gym. So the two tips were stretch and go to the gym. Now, why is it difficult to focus and choose the right thoughts when we're feeling stressed? Now, when feeling stress, several factors contribute to the difficulty in focusing and choosing the right thoughts. These challenges arise from both physiological and psychological aspects. Number one is going to be physiological response. When stressed, I have already spoken about this, but hey, I'm going to continue to drive this into your skull, the fight or flight response, it is activated. That's what stress is. And that leads to, uh, to the release of hormones. And these two main hormones is going to be cortisol and adrenaline. Now that physiological response, those hormones are secreted because they are designed to prepare your body to respond to a perceived threat such as a dangerous situation. However, it can also interfere with cognitive functions, making it challenging to concentrate and think clearly. Now here's a little factoid for you. The blood flow, the blood flow in, in your whole body, it may be redirected away from the brain's frontal cortex, which is responsible for decision making and problem solving, 
and it's going to redirect the blood towards the more primitive parts of the brain involved in survival instincts. Now, when you're all stressed out, while you overwhelm your cognitive abilities, stress often comes with a sense of overwhelm as we may be dealing with multiple stressors simultaneously. This increased cognitive load can make it difficult to process information effectively and make rational decisions. This also has an impact on rumination and negative thought patterns. Stress can trigger negative thought patterns such as rumination where we continuously replay distressing thoughts and experiences in our minds. This constant mental replay can lead to a cycle of worry and anxiety, further hindering focus and rational thinking. I have a 10-year-old son and a 4-year-old daughter and because they are of that demographic, I watch Disney movies. And one of the Disney movies that I watched uh, within the last few years uh, was the movie Soul. S-O-U-L. A great movie. And it was that movie that really had a great interpretation of what ruminating thoughts look like. Essentially, it is just a storm of a repeating thought process. Um, I think the, th the scene in the movie was... Uh, there was a, a character and she had like let people down. She failed in something. And then, you know, we, we've all know what it feels like to fail in something. And, you know, and she started to say to herself, I, I'm a failure. I'm no good. I'll, I'll never get anything right. I'm a failure. I'm no good. I'll never get anything right. And sh that cycle just continued. And then as she was starting to speak the winds around her started to intensify and next thing you know she is just in her own little personal storm cloud of negativity and those words just kept repeating over and over and i thought that that was a beautiful depiction of what a ruminating a negative ruminating thought pattern can look like and man those that thought pattern can last days years decades if you don't get a a a grip on it and know how to deal with it you can last in that mind that mind set that frame of mind for a long time and guess who you are going to be good for when you are in that negative ruminating thought pattern you're not going to be good for anybody so hey let's buck up let's strap up our our boots Go do those push-ups, go stretch our body, and break ourselves out of that ruminating thought process. Now, before we move on, I'm going to dig into that ruminating thought pattern because this is something that has affected me in the past. And, you know, it is important to understand why it works. Now, ruminating about negative thoughts is a common cognitive process that occurs for various psychological reasons. While it may not be productive or beneficial, understanding the underlying reasons can shed light on the way we engage in this behavior. Number one is going to be problem-solving 
attempt. In some cases, rumination can be seen as an attempt to solve a problem or find a solution to the issue that caused the negative thought. People may dwell on negative thoughts hoping to gain insights that can help them avoid similar problems in the future. However, this can become counterproductive if it leads to a cycle of repetitive and unproductive thinking without reaching any resolution. Number two is going to be emotional processing. Negative experiences can trigger strong emotions and ruminating may be a way for individuals to process and make sense of these emotions. By replaying the events and associated feelings, they may be trying to find closure or a sense of understanding. Number three is going to be fear or forgetting or neglecting. Some individuals ruminate because they fear that if they don't constantly think about the negative thoughts, they might forget important details or fail to make necessary actions. This fear drives them to continually revisit the negative thoughts. Number four is going to be trying to gain control. Ruminating can be a way for individuals to gain a sense of control over negative events or feelings. By obsessively thinking about the problem, they may believe they are taking some form of action, even if it's only mental. Number five is going to be seeking validation and empathy. Sharing negative experiences with others can lead to empathy and validation from those who listen. Ruminating can become a way for individuals to seek support and understanding from others, reinforcing their behavior. Cognitive biases are going to be number six. Cognitive biases such as the neg negativity bias, and this means a tendency to focus more on negative information, can lead to a heightened focus on negative thoughts and experiences, making rumination more likely. Number seven is going to be lack of distractions. When people have few distractions or are idle, they may be more prone to ruminate. This often happens during quiet moments or when trying to fall asleep. Last but not least is difficulty letting go. Some individuals find it challenging to let go of negative thoughts, especially if they are likened to or if they are linked to unresolved emotions or unresolved situations. Now, it is important to note that while occasional reflection and processing of negative experiences can be healthy, excessive and prolonged rumination can have detrimental effects on mental well-being. Chronic rumination is associated with increased risk of anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues. If you find yourself caught in a cycle of negative rumination, it is essential to seek support from friends, family, or a mental health professional. Now, I wish I could end it right there and say, hey, that's all of the negative effects on stress and this is how it's silently killing you. But unfortunately, the laundry list of deleterious effects continues. Now, continuing in that same vein of why, when you're stressed, why does it contribute to the difficulty in focusing and choosing the right thoughts? I have already addressed how the physiological response triggers your fight or flight, which releases stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline. Your overwhelm and the cognitive load is too heavy for your wimpy little brain to lift. You have the ruminating thoughts and the negative thought patterns. And hey, 
Number four is going to be emotional interference. Now, stress is often accompanied by strong emotions like fear, frustration, or anger. Now, these intense emotions can cloud our judgment and influence the thoughts we generate. And this makes it challenging to think objectively and rationally. Now, because stress is going to manifest strong emotions, hey, guess what? We need to have a strong defense against these emotions. Uh, Number five, continuing down that long laundry list of negative effects is going to be lack of self-care. Now, during times of stress, people may neglect their self-care routines, including sleep, exercise, and proper nutrition. And because you're all stressed out, you're not sleeping enough, you're not exercising, and you're not taking care of yourself, guess what? That just perpetuates the cycle, and that's how you speed up the negative consequences. Without adequate self-care, our ability to focus and choose the right thoughts can be compromised. Last but not least, preoccupation with the source of stress. When facing significant stressors, it is natural for our minds to become preoccupied with the cause of stress. This preoccupation can make it challenging to shift our attention away from the stressor and concentrate on other tasks or positive thoughts. Now, why is it so hard to let go of these negative thoughts? Why is it so hard to deal with stress? Hey, great question, everybody. Now, letting go of negative thoughts can be difficult due to a combination of psychological, cognitive, and emotional factors. Now, here are some reasons why it's challenging to release negative thoughts. Number one is going to be emotional attachment. Negative thoughts are often accompanied by strong emotions. When we experience negative events or perceived threats, our brains form emotional connections to those memories. These emotional attachments can make it challenging to let go of negative thoughts as they become deeply ingrained in our minds. As mentioned before, rumination, the repetitive and obsessive thinking about negative experiences, can reinforce negative thoughts. The more we dwell on these thoughts, the more ingrained they become in our thought patterns, making it harder to break free from them. Number three is going to be neuroplasticity. The brain's ability to rewire itself, known as neuroplasticity, means that repeated thoughts and experiences can strengthen neural connections related to those thoughts. In the case of negative thoughts, this can create a sort of mental groove that makes it easier for those thoughts to resurface automatically. We also have some evolutionary factors that are working against us. The brain's evolutionary function is to prioritize survival and avoid potential threats. This means that negative thoughts and experiences tend to leave a stronger impact on us as a form of self-protection. Consequently, we may find it harder to let go of negative thoughts to stay vigilant and prepared for similar situations in the future. That can be comparable to a mental phenomenon known as, um, well, it's not the technical name, but 
another evolutionary byproduct of keeping us alive and avoiding danger is we tend to see things as um, losses loom larger than gains. When it comes to taking risk, you know, our brains, we're going to project and see these losses like, hey, oh no, I have all of these potential losses and they're going to seem so much bigger than the potential gains that we're able to acquire if we go out into the unknown and potentially solve it. Losses loom larger than gains. That's something that you can say to yourself and put that into the equation when you are thinking about embarking out on a journey and you're a little bit scared. Well, you know, those negative consequences, they can be weighing a little bit heavier because that's how our minds are pre-programmed to see losses are larger than the actual gains. Cognitive biases, that's number five. A certain cognitive biases, like the negativity bias, can cause us to give more weight to negative information and experiences. This bias can lead to a stronger focus on negative thoughts and make them more difficult to release. And once again, you know, this is just in our minds. This is how we are psychologically hardwired. This is how we are hardwired on an evolutionary aspect. And that is why it is important to know how the psychology of our minds, how they work. And when you understand a little bit of psychology, you can not only understand how you work, but if you are a leader, a role model, if you have children, you're going to be able to understand when our ch- when the people who you are leading, you know, as a family man, I'm leading my children and the members of my household, I'm going to understand their fears a little bit more because, hey, I, I know how, how the brain works. And this is one way how we gather our strength. Fear of reoccurrence. That's number six. If a negative thought is related to a specific event or situation, the fear of a similar event happening in the future can keep the thought alive. We may hold on to the negative thought as a way to mentally prepare ourselves for a potential reoccurrence. Number seven is going to be lack of coping strategies. For some individuals, letting go of negative thoughts might be a challenging task because they lack effective coping strategies to process and manage those thoughts constructively. Now that is something that I'm able to relate to because the way that I was dealing with my stress back in the day was I would just go and get high. I would go and get drunk. I would go and do something to instantly gratify my reward system. But more than likely, that self-sabotaging behavior that I was doing, I didn't know that I was self-sabotaging myself. I thought I was just, you know, uh, going out and making myself uh, feel better. I was distracting myself. Rather than facing the problem and dealing with the stress, I was just... I'm going to go out and just get drunk. I'm going to go out and eat some donuts, eat some greasy food. But little did I know that I was perpetuating the cycle of keeping myself down in the dumps. Number eight is going to be belief in control. 
Some people believe that holding on to negative thoughts gives them a sense of control over the situation, even if it doesn't lead to positive outcomes. This belief can create resistance to letting go of those thoughts. Last but not least, identity and self-concept. Negative thoughts can become intertwined with one's identity and self-concept, and this makes it difficult to release them without feeling like a part of oneself is being abandoned. Now, as I make these podcasts, one, it is a reminder to myself to remain vigilant in the battle against life's stresses. Benjamin Franklin, he said in life, death and taxes are the only thing that are certain. And I'm going to add stress onto that. Every single day, we're going to accumulate stress. And if we don't know how to let it go, it's going to build and accumulate And next thing you know, hey, we're going to be overweight. We're going to be filled with depression, anxiety. We're not going to be able to function properly. Our boners are going to take a beating. We're going to have all types of cardiovascular problems. Our testosterone is going to be reduced, eliminated, annihilated. We're going to be down in the dumps. We're going to do things that instantly gratify us, keeping us further, man, in bondage and in slavery. There was a great little phrase. I I forget where I got this knowledge, but uh, essentially, like doing your daily stress management or your daily positive self-care routine, that is just like sweeping the floor. You know, you do it one day, you don't stop doing it. That floor is not going to remain unclean forever. The next day, you need to sweep it up again. The next day, you need to sweep it up again. And the the day that you stop sweeping, well, things just get piled on. If you go a week without sweeping your floor, hey, you're going to have a bunch of crap on it. You go a month, you go a year without sweeping your floor, man, what is that going to look like? If you go five years without sweeping your floor, now what is 10 years, a decade, what does that look like? And you haven't swept your floor in 10 years. Well, you know, that is what a lot of our minds look like. That's what a lot of our bodies look like. That's what a lot of our spirits look like. That's what a lot of our finances look like. A floor that has not been properly swept or cleaned in the last 10, 20 years or however long. Well, you, my friend, and I, we have daily work that needs to be done so that we're not buried in all of the filth, in all of the stress, in all of the malarkey that life piles on us. In conclusion, stress, it is a formidable silent killer lurking in the shadows and wreaking havoc on our bodies and our minds. Whether it assumes the role of a stealthy ninja, a malevolent puppet master, a terrible tornado, its insidious effects remain pervasive and profound. 
The key to unmasking the silent killer lies in acknowledging its presence and adopting proactive strategies to manage and alleviate stress. By recognizing stress's cutting ways, we can reclaim our well-being and live life on our own terms, untethered from the clutches of this relentless foe. Remember, while stress may be a formidable adversary, we possess the strength and resilience to stand tall and triumph over its destructive forces. That'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to give me a like, give me a subscribe, give me a follow, gimme, gimme, gimme. And in return, I'm going to continue to give you awesome podcast content. I'm your host, Ruby Rube, and until next time, it's onward, always onward.